Hey everyone, great to have you again for the Inner Revolution podcast. We love doing these casts. And thank you for those that have rated us on the Apple Podcasts. And if you get a minute, boy, take a minute and write some things down, rate us, review us. And we're praying that it's a good review. Um, we have a special guest today, and I've got my cohort. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is an English word, I think. My cohort. Cohort? I thought you said cohorts. <laughs> like, wow. Atul's back with me. The last one we did solo. And, um, did you miss me? I missed you. you yes, sure did, I did. I, you haven't talked to me since then. Oh! I've been living in my emotions, but yeah. I've repented. And um, anyway, great to have Pastor Javid with us today. And uh, he is a dear brother. And he's been with us before on a previous podcast, and we're going to talk today about the prayer altar. And, you know, as we've said before, you know, these are very strange days that we're living in, and without prayer, we're really blind and we're deaf, and we really don't understand the the way of God. So prayer is one of these key uh, practices where we learn to lean in and hear the heart of God. And without prayer, we're going to drift away. We're going to literally be lost and confused and we'll back off and we'll have some good excuse not to follow God, but with prayer, we'll have the courage to continue. We'll have the courage to look at adversity and say, God, you are with me. Uh, We'll have the courage to say the same thing that God is saying. And just to open it up today, real brief in Joel 2.17, and, and Pastor Javid will take it, he'll take the the ball home here in a minute, but um, it says here in Joel 2.17, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord. You know, I love this simple statement, that let them weep between the porch and the altar. And, you know, we're going to talk today about a prayer altar, and a lot of things come to mind when you think about an altar. It's a place of sacrifice. It's a place of worship. It's a place of death. It's a place of memorial. But here the writer is saying, weep between the altar and the porch. What's the porch? Where people are, our neighborhoods, our communities, where people relax. And, you know, having an attitude of brokenness. Maybe they're not physical tears. Maybe they are physical tears. I don't know about you. I'm very broken about the direction of our nation the closures of churches, the the strange communication of, of men and women of God, uh, they're backing off. But here, through prayer, we get God's mind, God's words, and he promises to fill our mouth wide as we open it in his name. So weeping between the porch and the altar, like, Lord, give me a heart and the courage and the strength not to back off, but to push back, to initiate a new spirit a new kingdom, a new ministry. So, Pastor Javid, man, I I got going there a little bit, but I want you to take it away here. It's just so good to have you. Any thoughts that you'd like to share with us today? Boy, yeah, I think, uh, first of all, thank you, Pastor Jason and Pastor Atul, um, having me here. I think Hannah from 1 Samuel quite greatly related to what you're saying. You know, she certainly had an amazing ordeal in her life being a woman that had just really could not produce. And these days in this challenging world could not be able to produce in any matter, in any fashion, is like a 
a status quo or like just really outcast type of a you know individual um so she does the only thing that she could really do and i think it's something that every believer is to ought to do is that she went and prayed in the temple mm. you know imagine her trying starting her prayer from her porch <laughs> and going toward the temple and i love this word and i was thinking about it when you kind of initiate this topic um uh, because she's an incredible character, amazing character in the Bible. Uh, but one of the greatest characters that I love about her is in verse 13 of 1 Samuel. It says that Hannah spoke in her heart and only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli, the priest, thought she was drunk. Later, he confronts her saying that if you're drunk, don't come here or don't drink at all or so on. And she says... You know, I, my Lord, I'm not a woman. I'm just a woman of sorrowful spirit. You know, all I'm doing right now is just pouring out my soul. And I love that about the, the prayer. You know, we are uh, sometimes, um, there's a tendency that a prayer has to be something extra, extraordinary or, or public uh, in the sense that, you know, everybody should see me doing it or so on. But really, it's not about that necessarily. It's It's that... I carry that what's in my soul to God and I'm bringing, whether it's supplication, whether it's, uh, you know, I'm really asking about something for someone else or, or, or like even a prayer of encouragement, something that I would like to really talk about maybe uh, just as um, we kind of open this topic, prayer of encouragement. Mm. Like how do I encourage myself? In her case, it was a prayer of sorrow. She was really in depth and in need and she brought it in there. And it reminds me of this psalm, 62 and 1 it says my soul silently waits mm. you know my prayer is silent maybe nobody sees it nobody hears it and maybe that's the way to go maybe i have to have that relationship in prayer instead of receiving all that information and responding to it whether it's from facebook whether from you know from peers and so on i just go to that altar that starts from my from my, from my porch and it leads me to on my knees perhaps to the altar and there I am, and everybody thinks I'm drunk because, you know, I'm, I'm just strange. And mm. that's exactly how the world will evaluate us. Oh, you're strange, you're not spreading that information, or whatever. No, I'm just simply praying. I'm a woman, of a woman or a man of a sorrowful spirit. And it could be an interesting dilemma in my life, unless I realize that, you know, uh, God is with me. You know, and I don't need recognition uh, of anybody around me or, or or acceptance necessarily in my prayer because it is really something that is happening in my heart mm. and i'm bringing it to my in in before god in the altar and i love this ending of the story how god just hears her prayer and 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 i was thinking on the way here that how many prayers how many people think out right there that think that god does not hear their prayers mm. just based on what god that god does not answer them they think that god does not hear but we know that's not true. You know, we know that he's just everywhere present mm. and uh, he hears our prayers. Whether he chooses to answer or not, we really have to really rely on him. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, it's very true. A lot of times people think that my prayer has to be answered now. But in her case, God heard her lips, what was in her heart, right. and answered her prayer. Right. Yeah, and right. she prayed f to be barren, yeah. uh, not to be barren, but to bear fruit. And, and, and how many times that 
when we pray, God will go above and beyond what we can ask or even think, which I love that in 320 of Ephesians. But just the fact that she came to the altar, like she laid herself down, she laid her request down, she laid her sorrow down, and she gave it to the one person that could do something about it. And when you look at the altar, even Hebrews 13.10, we have a personal altar, but when you look at the altar throughout the whole Old Testament, it was really a place where God met the believer, and oftentimes fire came down, and there was a manifestation of the Spirit. And uh, Atul, I know you had a thought about a prayer altar. Do yeah. you want to... Sure. Even when you go back to the life of Abraham, everywhere Abraham went, he built altars. Everywhere Abraham went, he built altars. So it's really important what the altar really means. I, this is a definition I wrote down for an altar. A prayer altar today is a place and a time set aside for God. The purpose of communion with God in worshiping, intercession, and fellowship, essential elements of a lifestyle that will keep the fire of God burning in our heart. Mm. And I think that's the key today going forward, that we, why we are talking about prayer altar in 2020. Why in our culture, how much more we need prayer altar. There's a verse uh, in um, Matthew 6, 6, 5 through 7, I think that's how it is. Let me see if I can pull it up. Matthew. That's in the New Testament, right? Yeah, it is. It's kind of hard for me to because that glass is a safe. <laughs> but it says, but you, when you pray, go into your room. Mm. And when you have shut your door, pray, your fa- pray to your father who is in the secret. And your father who sees in secret and will reward you openly. I was thinking of the verse today. I've just been meditating it all day long since. And I was just thinking of the word secret. What does that word mean? The word secret means surrender. The word secret means is to for God wants us to go and surrender ourselves in a room or a closet or perhaps your you know your sanctuary maybe your car. Uh, people do all the different places people find build their altars. God wants us to surrender our will so we can find His will. Mm. Our serving our purpose, so we can find God's purpose, and I think it's so important because I says in First John five fourteen and fifteen, said God hears our prayer, and Luke one thirty seven said God is all things are possible through Christ, so we understand that we could do everything through Christ, and if we go to that room in the corner where we surrender everything, and we say to God, my heart is burning today. I want to have a time alone with you so I can pray for what's going on in our lives, in our world. And I was watching this movie a few weeks ago, The War Room. And it was a really amazing oh, movie, yeah. movie because the lady in that movie actually built an altar in her closet. That was her hiding place. She went in her closet and that's where she prayed before God for all her problems that she had and this is what God wants us to do God wants us to build prayer altars in order for us to defeat the enemy today in this day and age what is happening where churches are closed there's no shepherd in the sight there is no shepherd in sight and God wants us to build prayer altars God wants us to go before him and shake the 
walls of heaven say, and say, God, have mercy on us. God, be gracious to us. Give us a wisdom from above so we can go out and touch lives. God, we have to come together, not individually, also corporately. We got to build all prayer altars in order to beat the enemy. That is the only way we could beat the enemy on our knees. And that's what I'm thinking about, Pastor Jason, today. Wow. I love this, that prayer dismantles the atmosphere, doesn't it? It, it, uh, it removes the driftwood. I, I think when uh, I was talking with a brother at lunch today, and it's interesting like how some churches are not opening, maybe because the pastor's discouraged or maybe because the church was dead in the first place. And um, I love what's happening in Huntington Beach in California. People are going to the beaches, and there's a beautiful revival happening and we've been praying for revival in our country for years, and, and it's happening just maybe differently than what we prayed for. But there's a great baptisms and singing and preaching happening in Huntington Beach, California, and God's doing a new thing. It's doing a new thing. And I think there is no revival unless it first starts in prayer. And, and Pastor David, I know you're not, uh, you know, you are familiar with this topic. You're a man of prayer. Um, when we talk about prayer altars, we can maybe over-spiritualize that, but really it's a place, like was just said, it's a place to meet God intentionally. And uh, maybe tell us about, about some thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, we're all learning how to pray, honestly. Like, uh, I, love, um, I love Pastor Schaller so much because I know he's a man of prayer. And I've seen his life and I know his altar like we know he's in his office. He has this amazing. And he, it's incredible because we know the lives of these men that have invested into us and have laid an incredible example. That's the reason we know how to pray. Mm. And I think that's what's really needed in these churches around us is that there's somebody who would really initiate that. We cannot expect that it will um, produce in us somehow. I've been reading this incredible book. It's really fascinating, actually. It's uh, by Peter J. Gomez. It's called Scandalous Gospel of Jesus Christ. It's an incredible book, really worth reading, and a lot of topics. And just in line with what you said, there's this idea of revival uh, is, is fascinating because um, um, he's saying that the word revival should not really be there. What he really believes that it should be the word renewal. Because wow. revival is, 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 is when we are revitalizing the old men and old habits. Maybe in that, uh, in that spectrum, even the fact that I, you know, I pray, but then I have to revive myself again to learn how to pray or even pray at all. What if my mind is so renewed that the prayer is seamless? That it's just part of embedded into my life so much that I don't really need to revive it anymore. But in fact, it is part of my renewed nature. Mm. My renewed mind, my renewed heart, my renewed way of looking at things, or even prayer. You know, how do I look at prayer? Is it just God just give me this and that? Is it a magic stick all the time? <laughs> like we know that it's not true, but it is another. This is a is a different thing. It's 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 personal. It's when God hears my prayer, like Mother Teresa said. You know, you know, I pray and God hears, and and they said, what does He say? He said, well, He hears too. He listens to me too. I say he listens, then he says, and I listen. Mm. There's a good chance that I hear him, and I hear him even, Bible says, twice. You know, I come to church, I continue to keep, keep coming, and I pray more. I hear the pastor, and my heart is not revived from old man. Old man is crucified, it's done with. Mm. You're talking about renewed, 
and uh, and I'm learning. I'm relearning how to pray, and and it's it's part of me and it's embedded into me. And I think something that we can all learn. And yeah, you know, we are learning daily. I think. Yeah, because wow. it can get religious, can it? It totally can get yeah. religious. It can get like um, complicated. But God loves to hear our heart and. And uh, I love something you said about the altar. It's a place where the f- where we put logs on the fire and keeps the fire burning, because if we're not talking to God and hearing from God, then we're we're listening to the world, or we're listening to CNN, or we're listening to something else that will impact us and will cause us to be dead inside. And I think there's a lot of driftwood uh, that we're seeing because things in people's lives that have not been saturated in prayer will die. They will die. Visions will die. Uh, Marriages could die. Uh, Family life. All these amazing treasures without prayer, that prayer covering, without that prayer altar, without that visitation of God, it will die. So prayer is not this nice little thing we do like, thank you Lord for my food, amen, but it's like we can labor and travail uh, in Galatians 4 travail in prayer so you want to talk a little bit about that yeah it's uh, i was listening as you said pastor javid um i was thinking prayer is an attitude of the heart sometimes god just wants us to be quiet and see what god is speaking to us we oftentimes we're praying but we don't listen what god is speaking to us and i think when you look around today as you mentioned pastor jason marriages families are devastated with what's happening today it's a, it's not that we don't want to pray it's we are just so beaten up by the enemy that we do not we are just like is god really listening to my prayer today is god is god going to answer my prayer my god yes god is listening to our prayer god will answer our prayer do not just second guess the prayer that you pray before God because you know what? Everything that comes out of your mouth through your heart, God is listening in his in his ear. And I love and you know, we don't have you know, a lot of times people get tired of doing their religious prayer. Like I remember Pastor Stephen doing a message one time said, God gets tired of listening to your prayer, bring it taking it out back and forth. He's like, Oh, hey, this guy is praying the same thing for the last ten years. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> but you know what? We, we have a purpose in our prayer today. Mm. There's a need in our hearts. We see lives are being devastated by the enemy. And we are bound to get on our knees and we say we're going to pray up a storm because we want God to move in our neighborhoods. We want God to move in our cities. We want God to move in our community, in our country, in the world. That's the only way. I love the word renewing rather than revival. That's the only way because we are renewing every day. That's the only way it's going to happen. God is going to do it. And I want to give a challenge, if I may so, Pastor Jason. I want to give a challenge out to every single person who's going to be listening to this podcast about prayer altar. Tell another person to build a prayer altar in their lives, whether it's in your closet or somewhere in the corner of your room. Build a prayer altar. And hey, Billy Turner, this one is for you. Tell all your podcasters to build a prayer altar. Let's build prayer altars all over the country so we can we can get our country back from the hands of the enemy so we will have a revival in this country like we have never seen on prayer because of men and women 
Christian men and women will build prayer altar. Let's go this podcast, go viral today on prayer altars. You know, that's such a good word. I mean, um, you know, people might say, oh, prayer, you know, that's the last thing I do. You know, it's like my, it's like my spare tire on the car. It's only there when I need it. But really, when, when prayer is a steering wheel, like when we pray first, it addresses the atmosphere. It defeats the atmosphere. So when we move and work, then there's freedom and there's impact. Without prayer, we're, we're useless. I mean, a man is only effective to the measure he has a prayer life. And I love that challenge because I know you're a gambling man. You know? <laughs> yes, I am. Weren't you in Atlantic City last week? Oh, sorry. Well, I, the only way you would know, you must have been with me. Yeah, I got my scouts there. Okay, we're going to pray for it too. Hey, that reminds me. <laughs> Prayer can be gossip too, like sure. I just did. I repent of that. I mean, I should have yeah, covered that. Is it a sorrowful repentance? Oh, oh, oh. God. <laughs> Prayer, man, we just totally lost totally. the anointing here. Yeah, just like fine. literally, prayer is a weapon. It's like so important. We pray and and just prayer, and it it's it. And I think in our instant impact world, we want to write a javid. We want to see things happen immediately. And God says, "You're not ready yet, maybe, or I'm preparing this." to be greater than you pray for. I mean, you've had answers to prayer in your life, right? Oh, lots of them. And even um, prayers that I pray that uh, have affected other people, which is incredible. I mean, sometimes we give such a little credit to ourselves because we have the power of God living within us. I mean, Jesus has given to us, not to absorb ourselves in a certain way, but it is in us. Why don't we use it? Like you said, like we, we have it. Let's challenge ourselves to pray. So um, a quick story. A friend of mine, an uh, incredible guy and a mechanic that I've met, um, had a um, cancer. And um, we prayed a lot and we were, we were back and forth on the phone, encouragement and so on. And, um, and I asked my prayer chain, friends of mine that I ministered to pray. And then a good news, he calls back and he said, you know what? I went to the certain and it's gone. It's not there anymore. I don't have to do these certain things anymore. And, uh, and I said, do you, re- do you realize, do you recognize this was the answer to prayer? He's like, yes, this is the answer to prayer. And it's not just, so it's like, it's not just me uh, asking about myself all the time. Like you said, it's good to just realize that there are people around us. And our prayer of like intercession, just like our Lord does right now in heaven for us, I think it's something that we can just really do for everyone that around us. Mm. Um, I certainly have been uh, healed um, from certain diseases too and stuff like that in my life. I'm sure it was the answer to prayer from other people, <laughs> less probably from my side. But um, but it works. It's just incredible. But it's just, you know, it's my life of God, you know. Yeah. It's, renew- it's, it's in me. It's part of me. The more that I meditate with God, as Ezekiel said, the more I chew on the Word, the more I am having a deeper relationship with God and the more that I am in tune with God's thoughts and His versus mine. So there's a communion with God and I in a daily basis. So it's not like, like I spend 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. No, it becomes my lifestyle. Right. All day long, I am praying. That's what I do in my personal I am praying, I'm like walking, driving, I'm praying, I'm meditating with God. So it's like a constantly hap- uh, happening in my heart and through mm. my uh, mind and God is listening and God is responding. I just, when you said that, I, I was in Chicago a few weeks ago and the 
a pastor that I went to see, um, he actually gave me a book on prayer altar. I just started reading that. Um, incredible book. And he was just like, I want you to read this book on prayer altar. We need to build prayer altars everywhere. And he uh, has a problem with his spinal cord and he has pain all through his legs. And before we left, we laid our hands on him and we prayed over him. It's been two weeks. He hasn't had any pain. Really? Wow. So, so yeah, God, God heals people. God delivers people. Wow. God touches the smallest little thing of your heart to the biggest uh, thing that you're going through in your life. When people are going through trials, I know firsthand my prayer life has been like the most incredible prayer life I've ever had in my life. And since the life has life of trials had hit me head on and God and I are just been in, it's been an incredible thing and I can see how God could change our country today it's not going to happen through politicians it's not going to happen through CNN as you said or radio or TV it is only going to happen when we get on our knees and build prayer altars yeah. That's the only That's way the churches have to come together, have to come together. If you are a leader of a church and you're listening to us, man, just go. If you're the only one, open the doors and you get on your knees at the, before the pulpit and you start praying and watch what would. every single preacher should go in their churches and start praying. People will come. People will, it will, it will, it will happen in your uh, uh, congregation. Yeah, prayer does prayer. the impossible work. It does the impossible work in us, through us, in other people. You know, in Delaware, um, we, you know, a lot of churches won't work together, but they'll pray together. It's interesting. And so, and uh, now, now we've got scores of, of pastors meeting and on their knees, and God's created such a beautiful bond. But um, you know, prayer, it, prayer to care who gets the glory it's all the lords it's like Amen. we can do a lot Amen. when we don't care who gets the glory because psalm 115 one it's it's only god it's only god that gets the glory you know matthew 7 and matthew 18 you know we see these great chapters on prayer you know ask of me seek uh knock you know you know ask seek and knock it's like okay lord i'm asking i have not because i ask not i'm seeking your um, your face, not just your hand. I'm just looking for not not you're not like my uh, little genie. I rub your belly and you, or rub the lamp and then something happens. I'm machine, you know. Um, but I'm cease of God, and then we're knocking. We're acting as though the already uh, coming, and we live as though the answer is is going to materialize. And I think in our nation, um, you know, praying for our communities, having an altar between. You know, and having that spirit of brokenness between the altar and the porch. I mean, people people don't have the answers. People don't have the capacities. People are either caving in or they're just departing. Uh, and, uh, you know, praise God for those that are continuing. I want to believe there's a lot of those. But I think in these next weeks and months, we're going to see a beautiful renewal. And it's going to be very different than... Maybe packed churches. Maybe it won't be packed churches. Maybe it'll be uh, groups of people meeting together and having a visitation of God. You know, it could be 
right, Pastor Javita? It could, it could materialize in a lot of ways. I think in some ways uh, we are experiencing the same thing that the churches and the persecuted countries have been experiencing in the, for, for decades. Uh, I come from a country where we sometimes would not know where the next church service will be, you know, or next Bible college class will be tonight, you know, just because we've been kicked out from one place to another and so on and so forth. Certainly the same thing for China and Far East and so on. But look how they have grown mm. through this home uh, just by yourself, like your pastor was saying, you know, your your own sanctuary, sanctuary, you know, where you close the door, you pray, you congregate with maybe few people or even by yourself. And then the altar turns into a worship. Yeah. You know, and that's Amen. where you really Good. meet God. And I think that's what happened to Hannah too. Right. You know, all she did after you know, there's an amazing song she wrote in chapter two of what God has done with her. It's like my altar now turns into a place of worship. And uh yeah, I hear from God, He answered my prayer. And even if he doesn't, what about that? What if he doesn't? I mean, wow. there are scores and scores of people who don't get the answer, but they never stop because that's where God meets me. In the altar, he meets me face to face, turns my altar from a sorrowful place into a place of worship. And there Beautiful. I am. And then, and then the church happens, right? It Two or three together, that's where Christ Beautiful. is. <laughs> it is so true. I think we have such a misconception about ask to answer. No, he doesn't. Can I be still thankful? Would I be able to still worship God, even if I don't get the answer? And it's funny that you brought that about uh, the persecution churches across the board for the last two, three centuries. America has never seen that. Mm. This is the first time we have a heat underneath us. We have never had this. We have, we've been the most, uh, one of the only nations in the world who has freedom, like we never have. We have so much liberty here in this nation. It's the first time our liberty has been taken away slowly, slowly. Churches are facing, oh my God, can, can we not open? <laughs> and we're going crazy. Yeah. We don't, because we, have, we don't know how to deal with persecution. It's the first time in the United States feeling persecution. I, and I, may I say this thing? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Because this is when God comes through. This is where boys become men. This is where men become prayer warriors. This is where the altars happens, and this is where the worship in the heart and in the churches and the nation takes place. And God will do amazing things in our nation. And I'm, you know, I'm very thankful this is happening because you know we haven't stopped. Yeah, we've been knocking doors, we've been evangelizing, we've been praying. We are open because you know what? We walk with God. Yeah, it's a prayer army of intercessors, right? God is going to raise up an army. And when we intercede, God intervenes, like we said last sure week. Does. Hey, I got kind of a funny ending here, <laughs> a little question here for you. I know uh, to our listening audience, hope this has really blessed you. We're going to keep this up. Uh, really want to just echo that challenge. Have a prayer altar. Take time intentionally. Carve out time. Seek the face of God. Talk to God. Uh, and, uh, and then I say to Christians, you know, Christians, uh, don't be driftwood. Uh, speak. Be out there talking. Don't be afraid. Uh, we're all uh, maybe nervous, confused, disoriented, um, you know, yeah, for a moment. But we're not going to feed that. Let's not feed the fear. Let's feed the faith. And this is what prayer does. And Atul, I just have one last question for you. When you pray, when you drive, 
Do you close your eyes? Because you kind of drive interestingly. <laughs> That's what I'm open. My eyes are open, right? And I weaving. I mean, I was on the highway not long ago. People weaving in and out, and I, then I noticed it was your car. Maybe you're in a deep meditation of prayer or something. I don't know. You know, I, for me. <laughs> <laughs> or were you sleeping? You know, I go to work at 3 o'clock in the morning every day, seven days a week. I have an amazing time with God every morning. And yes, my eyes are open. <laughs> I just okay. wanted to share that with you. My right. eyes are open. But I'm speaking, God and I are having a conversation. <laughs> all right, on that note, please pray for all of us here to drive on 95 with a tool. And uh, hey, great to have you, Javid. Good to be uh, here. Yeah, last thought? Yeah, please uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, also on YouTube. And please accept our challenge. We are saying this from our hearts. We are repeating, repeating this over and over again because it is so important today Amen. that yes. we need prayer challenges, prayer altars. We want you to tell everybody that you know to build prayer altars. And just do that. Amen. I mean, isn't it true? There's so much warfare that goes on with prayer, and that's... That's really the real work in a believer's life. So thanks so much for joining us. God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.